with this pandemic myself, you know, even even being viewed as, you know, an expert. I don't like to call myself the expert uh, myself because I always see that I am learning and I'm here to learn. But with that, with that said, it's just really important, I believe, to look at things, you know, if it's day by day for you, focus on day by day right now. You know, if it's really bad and it's hour by hour, that's okay. Focus on things hour by hour right now. You know, uh, check in with yourself every day. Welcome to Winning Streaks. I'm your host, Tanvir Mustafa, and every week I get deep into the stories and strategies of experts, champions, business moguls, and industry leaders to find out how you can win the day and win at life. If you're committed to never settling for the status quo and consistently challenging yourself to new heights, then this is the show for you. In return, I commit to bringing you insightful, practical, and no BS conversations that will help you create your next big win. I have got a few updates for you all. This past month has just been uh, absolutely nuts for me. So first off, the winning streaks officially broke the top 10 podcasts in Canada for self-improvement alongside names like Jim Quick, The Daily Stoic, Marie Forleo, and Eric Thomas. I just could not have imagined being here when I started this journey 10 months ago and definitely not four years ago when I first started doing interviews for fun. Secondly, and the reason I've posted twice in the past month instead of four times is because I was interviewing for promotion and I'm happy to share that the interview was a success. Don't worry though, I do plan on posting uh, once a week from here on out. I can never thank you all enough, but again, thank you for your continued support of Winning Streaks. I, I couldn't be here without you all, honestly. Like, it it's, it's still amazing to me and I, and I just can't believe it, so, so thank you. This episode today is an archived recording of when the show was still called Blessed for Success. And it's going to be one that you're going to want to pay a lot of uh, close attention to. The reality is that when high performers like yourself continue to shoot for the top, it's rare that, that you don't encounter a great deal of stress along the way. So I brought on Rebecca O'Brien, founder of Wellness by Rebecca, where she helps powerhouse professionals reduce stress, avoid burnout, and create sustainable success. We covered um, multiple facets of mental health, how to keep maintaining high performance, but also combat burnout, and the signs to be aware of in the process. Rebecca knows how to win. Let's find out how she does it. Well, now we're rolling. Rebecca O'Brien, welcome to the Bless for Success podcast. Uh, really excited to have you on. And, and uh, you know, I've been following your work for a while on LinkedIn, and I'm just so excited to, to get this conversation started. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, we have been following each other for a while here on LinkedIn. So great to be a part of this. And I'm excited to dive into, you know, stress management and anxiety and burnout prevention. Absolutely. And, and you know, to anchor all of that, I think uh, one huge part of that, actually, and we talk about this on this show a lot is gratitude and, and uh, you yeah. know, the show is called Blessed for Success. So I'll kick it off by asking you, at this moment in time, like right here, right now, uh, what do you feel most blessed for? I mean, for me, my health, 
definitely uh, my health and my peace and peace of mind, I would say. I've been, um, yeah, I mean, I've been fortunate enough the last couple of weeks or last couple of months, especially around COVID. I'm currently in the countryside and just been working away from here. And it's been just a beautiful blessing of, you know, really calmness, really a lot of self-care, a lot of, you know, walks in the forest, swimming in the lakes. So I've really been grateful to spend time here this summer. Oh, that sounds amazing. You're out in nature, you're, yeah. you're enjoying heights. That's beautiful and great way to get connected to kind of everything that's around us. So uh, that's awesome to yeah. hear. Now, obviously, you know, your expertise is in stress management and uh, kind of burnout prevention, like addressing burnout. Uh, and we can, we can talk about that, but I really want to go back to the beginning of your journey. So I understand okay. that you were, you know, doing 15 years of, international sales and marketing and then it kind of reached a boiling point can you talk about that journey a bit and and what ultimately got you to essentially make a switch yeah um sure i i mean it's a fantastic and very key question because i know as many of us um especially you know out there working professionals but now is that has been on LinkedIn, a lot of us can recognize ourselves in this and relate to it um, I was definitely one that didn't really see myself or didn't really see this happening to me. So it was a big wake up call for me just after college, basically to start off, I moved abroad and wanted to work for, you know, one of the biggest companies in the world and started, you know, IT and Oracle and sales and marketing there and continued, you know, my career around Europe. But I've always been the type of person of, you know, a type personality, let's say, and very, you know, high achiever, perfectionist, wanted to get, you know, everything kind of ticked off on the boxes on my CVs, you know, whilst going to night school for sales and marketing and then got getting, you know, hospitality management degree. So I was definitely on the train where, you know, I'm young, I'm going to make the most of this, you know, travel the world and get as much success as I, you know, could possibly um, gain. The only thing was I wasn't really taking care of myself and I wasn't really happy doing what I was doing. I was kind of following the credentials of, okay, this looks good on paper and this is what it's supposed to be about. And that box of this is, you know, where to start the journey in your adulthood or adult life. But for me, it actually came after I moved back. I was a couple of years in London as well. After I moved back to Sweden um, there, because I'm originally, you know, from the US, but I moved to Sweden and spent uh, many years here. Mm -hmm. With that, I, you know, had one of my last jobs in a um, sales and marketing role for a newspaper, one of the leading newspapers here in uh, Sweden. And that it was, it was actually, part of work, but it wasn't only work, but it was definitely that last job that just really pushed me over the edge of, you know, not being happy, 
not following my heart, not, you know, leaning into my passions, really shutting down any emotions and anything that came up that wasn't aligned with me on the fast train, which I thought I was supposed to be on. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had symptoms, you know, I had symptoms for me for a year, but with all of this, I can now look back on it and know that, you know, this is something that was probably going on for me for 15, you know, 20 years of not, you know, healing and not going through or facing, you know, challenges in my childhood and taking care of that. I was always like, no, I'm just, you know, focused on one thing. I'm not going to take care of anything emotion or anything coming up. Um, Just really focus work, work, work. And I also say that another thing that just kind of was a straw that kind of broke the camel's back was I was in a really bad relationship in the end. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was kind of the last eight months of just before my burnout. So with three or four, you know, almost five things going on at the same time and feeling extremely stressed, but not really knowing it, just kind of looking at it. Well, I have a couple of things going on right now, you know, not more than anyone else. I'll be fine. And I literally just hit the wall, hit the wall running. Mm-hmm. And that was, you know, with my burnout. Yeah, I can, you know, just hearing to what you're saying, the way that you're describing the story, even I can totally relate. I had a period uh, when I was in university that I was just doing everything. Like I was working two part-time jobs. Mm-hmm. I was um, doing some extra side jobs. I was, you know, full-time yeah. course load. I was in a relationship and, um, you know, it had all reached a big boiling point. And I was, you know, feeling exhaustion and I'd love to get into some of the symptoms that you identified, but, you know, I just remember how kind of lifeless I actually felt um, mm. from that experience and um, this need for constantly doing something, constantly having this ambition and this drive can actually, is yeah. good. It's, I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but I think just keeping it in check is important. So um, mm. what were some of the symptoms that you saw during that time and that kind of raised some red flags for you? Well, for me, I mean, one of the big things that was like really kind of ticked it off in the beginning was that um, I felt that I was a very, you know, healthy person nutrition wise and going to the gym and always exercise and everything. And at that time, I was 35 years old and I was kind of like something, something is definitely off. Like I can't be, you know, 35 taking care of myself, you know, having a fantastic life. And I just feel like something is off. I I shouldn't be feeling like this. I'm constantly tired. I was constantly exhaustion came up, you know, during the weekends, I'd always, you know, have to sleep um, a lot and catch up on sleep. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of the thing that really started off for me going to check, you know, of symptoms, they thought it was a million and one things. But then as the closer I got, like eight months closer and six months closer, I, you know, cognitive symptoms were definitely memory loss, um, trouble focusing, trouble concentrating. I had mood swings. I was very uh, irritated. I could definitely, you know, 
temper, temple flares up, you know, very quickly or get irritated of very small things. Mm-hmm. I was also just really having, you know, aches and pains in my body. Hair loss was also a major one for me, but it was definitely with the cognitive symptoms of memory loss of focus and focusing and concentrating that was just, I just couldn't, I could barely get through, you know, the days in work and, and writing emails and, you know, being on the phone and, and, right. you know, trying to negotiate um, big deals and, and, you know, with finances and everything else. Right. It's, it's a lot. And, you know, once you start losing that cognitive comprehension, um, definitely makes even daily tasks difficult. And what I think is important that you mentioned there is that technically speaking, you were taking care of yourself. You know what I mean? You were going to the gym, keeping quote unquote healthy, but there's another side to health that we just don't quite see every day. And we don't, it's not as visible. It's not as tangible as, you know, going to the gym and and eating the right foods and um, so on and so forth. What's that other side of health that we need to take care of on a regular basis? Like how, how have you transitioned from that period of burnout to now a point where, you know, you're actually consulting people on or consulting professionals on how to manage this other side of their health that uh, they need to, you know, stay focused on? Um, I mean, it's definitely the foundation of those, like, just like you mentioned, um, all of those things with well-being, you know, and I think that's definitely what was so dangerous or for myself, which I didn't see the signs because, you know, I thought I was taking care of myself. Um, but there are the couple of things that are really key and that I had to learn, you know, afterwards with this as well. And one of them is definitely just in connection with yourself and in connection with knowing yourself, knowing your body, knowing what's working and what's not. You know, this is with self-awareness and self-care. Um, I kind of sum it up of in self-mastery mm-hmm. um, because those things of knowing, you know, what works for you and really what doesn't. Mm-hmm is really key and crucial because your body is speaking to you, you know, at the hood the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I wasn't, I wasn't listening, you know, I wasn't looking at those signs either. But then another part is of boundaries and setting boundaries and setting boundaries, you know, for yourself, but so towards for other people. And um, this can be in, in work, in, you know, relationships, uh, friendships, all those types. Like you said, we have the habits again of performing habits and how you're taking care of yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, but another one of those is, of course, you know, with our mind and how are you taking care of that in terms of like mindfulness um, practices there, meditation, um, really taking breaks of everything within, you know, what we're receiving right now, because we're getting information 24 Mm seven, especially if we look at, you know, our phones, which is fantastic technology that we have today, but there can also be the other side of it. 
Um, yeah. And just really, I would say with those few things of being in combination of that complete alignment, you know, alignment with your true self and alignment with who you are and really um, listening, listening to that, you know, that voice inside here that really, um, I think, speaks to us all. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, even when I'm on social media or I like, I like try to stay away from the news now because I just find yeah. that it's constant fear mongering and it's constant negativity. And I understand there's yeah. a, there's a level of awareness that's important at a time like this, especially now. Um, mm. But there's just so much negative story after negative story that it can really impact your mental well-being, and it can impact, mm. uh, you know, how you choose to go about your day, how you show up every day. Um, because yeah. the more you get exposed to information for information is vast information is everywhere. And the more you yeah. get exposed to a certain type of information, whether negative or positive, the chances are it's going to infect, affect and influence your mood on a regular basis, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, 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 definitely. I mean, I'm, I'm sure with yourselves and many that you've spoken to, I speak to my clients as well on that is, you know, when you wake up, let's, you know, let's not look at the phone immediately. The first thing we do or within the five first minutes, like give it a half an hour, give it an, even an hour if you can. Like get into a routine of, you know, focusing on yourself and waking up and actually getting into the start of a fantastic day. That can be, that can be through, you know, a number of things if it is, exercise first or if it is a walk um if it is yoga meditation you might have you know like a journaling process or you know practice that you do but definitely i you know stay away from that first when you are ready to actually go after then your day and and know what you want to do and accomplish for that day yeah, absolutely. It's uh, it's something I'm actively working on. I keep hearing it all yeah. the time that you know we should stay away from our phones, but um, especially when waking up in the morning because yeah, it's like that influx of information. As soon as you you want that you want that kind of dopamine hit from yeah. you know seeing messages from your friends and saying what happened while you were asleep, kind of mm-hmm. thing, and catching up in the mm-hmm. day. But uh, taking that moment to disconnect from that and connect with ourselves. You know, I think mm. is the most important thing at the beginning of the day. So I try to do a stretching routine and, and meditation at the beginning of the day. Um, yeah. It's still definitely a, a work in progress uh, for me. Now, um, I think one thing that I want to revisit a little bit is you mentioned how you didn't necessarily enjoy what you were doing and, you know, mm. you want to follow your passion and um, kind of go forward in that direction, but you were following this kind of trajectory of ambition and success that you were chasing in, in your career and your profession. Um, how did you make that transition? How did you go from, you know, uh, being in that international sales and marketing profession to now doing something that you truly love? What, what did you need to mentally do in that situation to make the transition from one to the other? Great, great question that. Yeah. Um, for me, it was, I mean, it was definitely in my recovery process. It was not an easy decision, but I knew being sick and actually being, you know, 
uh, in bed the, the first six months of my burnout that I definitely had to make a decision because I didn't really know what I wanted to do then. Like it wasn't, you know, oh, I'm going to brainstorm, you know, new ideas and everything because I basically couldn't function at all. Mm-hmm. But the one decision that I did make was I am not going to go back to um, the job I was in. Okay. I was definitely, I was not going to do that. And it was also an acceptance of, I didn't know how long I was going to be feeling, you know, the way I was feeling. I didn't know, you know, how long this was going to take the recovery process, what it was going to look like. I didn't know anything. Um, And for me, that was a, that was a really dark, you know, a dark time, but a very dark moment for me because being in bed and basically laying in bed, you know, 23 hours a day, it was just an acceptance that I, that I had to make with that. And be like, okay, let's just take things hour by hour, day by day. But kind of following that, and I started getting into more recovery process of, you know, being able to go to various types of therapy, various types of, you know, um, breathing, um, healing, and recovery yoga started that process. I think. For me, it was really that that started to awaken that um, health interest that I've always had and that I always kind of had with me. Mm-hmm. And just really looking at, okay, what would I like to do and help other people through what I had gone through? Because also at that stage, I didn't know anyone that had gone through burnout um, especially not any of my friends or close, you know, acquaintances or anyone at work. I didn't really have anyone that I could ask or lean towards or, you know, be like, okay, what's the process now, you know, the next six months or the next few years. So it was really just taking it a step by step and day by day and looking at, okay, I would actually like to speak to more people that have been through this as me and help them mm-hmm. because so many people feel alone and ashamed of it. And the shame is, you know, definitely something that I felt as well because being, being very, you know, a type personality and the high achieving this is kind of our worst nightmare of, okay, we can't do anything. Like we, we physically can't, we mentally can't, can't do anything. Um, and I think a lot of people want to hold that shame in or really close the door on that instead of speaking up and speaking out about it. Mm-hmm. So that was definitely a, a drive factor for me choosing to go back to school and choosing to you know, both with my certification in in health and wellness, but stress management coaching as well. And also through my mindfulness instructor um, and getting certified for that, that definitely need to open up the space here and both educate, but also, you know, have a awareness in a community where people feel they can be safe and speak about it and get help. 
So for someone who's, you know, stressed out right now, or, you know, really feeling, especially now, like a lot of people, including myself, actually, and I'll throw my hat or throw myself in here is that, you know, you're feeling uh, an emotional um, effect, impact from, you know, the pandemic and and having to stay inside and having to stay in isolation and, and all these things. How, how does one go about starting to deal with that, you know, um, on their own? What is What are some steps that they can take to really be more present, uh, be less kind of emotionally, um, you know, all over the place from what's going on? How do they address mm-hmm. that? There's definitely, I mean, there's a few, few kind of tips and tools we can look at with that. Um, I usually start by at least, you know, look, Looking at, like I said, with ourselves and our self-awareness and our self-care and what's going on outside, Mm -hmm. Uh, really um, seeing the difference between them of what we can control and what we can't. Mm -hmm. And to definitely, if you um, know of mindfulness, but I also love to always speak about mindfulness and look into that practice, you know, even if you're a bit curious about it, but just to look at that really helps in terms of coming into the present of now and today. And like I said, with this pandemic myself, you know, even even being viewed as, you know, an expert, I don't like to call myself the expert uh, myself, because I always see that I am learning and I'm here to learn. But with that, with that said, it's just really important, I believe, to look at things, you know, if it's day by day for you, focus on day by day right now. You know, if it's really bad and it's hour by hour, that's okay. Focus on things hour by hour right now. You know, uh, check in with yourself every day of how am I doing? Um, you know, what's going on? How am I feeling emotionally? What's going on with work? If it's, you know, school, kids, family, whatever your situation is, I think really to look at, we are doing the absolute best that we can right now. Mm -hmm. And to, also be okay with that because there's so many other things going on outside that we can, you know, make so, so much bigger or a worse problem that it needs to be, or that it, that it shouldn't be. And also really look at the habits that you are um, doing every day. And can you switch that, you know, like we were saying before, you know, with exercise and nutrition, you know, drinking water, gratitude, like you were saying early on, you know, really small practices to really just take in for your day to day and be kind to yourself and really focus on that self-care and self-love. I always thought it was super cheesy, to be honest. Like me personally, I was like, what's this self-love thing? I don't really get it. It, I don't need it type thing is something that, that I yeah. always used to think. And then more and more, I'm coming to the realization of just how important that, how, how important it is. Because um, if you don't care, take care of yourself first and put yourself first before others, mm-hmm. then ultimately what ends up happening is that burnout, you know, that detrimental yeah. um kind of backlash and you feel those negative effects and um 
that's not good for you and that's not good for the people around you. So really, if no. you know you care about the people around you, then you'll care for yourself first. It's like being on a plane and you know putting the yeah. oxygen mask before giving someone else the oxygen. oxygen I was mask. just, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I love that example. Example. I was just going to say that as well. It's, it's, it's very clear when you look at it like that, that self-care is not about, you know, it's okay to be selfish with that because if you are not, you know, taking care of yourself, how, how are you going to take care of someone else? Or how are you going to take care of, you know, your small kids or, You know, I've spoken to many families during this time now that have kids at home that are really, you know, they're doing the homeschooling and work and then they're, you know, cooking meals three times a day and, you know, uploading the dishwasher 20 times a day. And it is a lot. It is a lot. And you need to take a break and prioritize yourself also in this time. Mm -hmm. How do you balance? that because you know i'm also a very ambitious individual and constantly trying to achieve my goals and, and working towards them but how do you balance ambition and a, a drive for success with you know taking some time to, to check in to, with yourself and self-care and relaxation and, and et cetera, et cetera? how do you you know combine those two worlds to make them mesh well it's really of a balance definitely of your own self-care and self-love, what you enjoy to do. Definitely of awareness of what works for me and, and what doesn't. Because rest and relaxation for everyone looks so different, but it's definitely something that needs to be there as well. Not just, you know, work 10 hours and, you know, eat and go to sleep. It can be so different for many of us. and. I mean, with this, I would definitely say, as we're all different, just look at what would actually work for you. For me, it is, you know, I have a couple of things. I go out in nature. Um, I might take a small nap in the afternoon or in the evening. You know, I take breaks. I'm very mindful of my kind of work day and schedule of what is that looking like. Mm-hmm. And it can be as simple as, you know, a couple of breaks uh, within the day and taking five minute breaks there, you know, eating healthy during the day with that as well. Your rest and relaxation on the weekends could be, you know, going for a two hour hike or, you know, going out to cafes for lunch somewhere, you know, to spend with friends. Yes, that might be a bit more difficult now. Yeah. <laughs> but just to really tune in to what works for you and, you know, don't be afraid to just take an hour or two of downtime because we need that as well. I mean, we look at everything cognitive and creativity, you know, those our most creative times usually come, you know, when we step away from the computer, step away from our work and do, you know, something else. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely important to know the things that make us happy and the things that yeah. make us feel, you know, mentally stimulated because I, I find it combines with work too. If you can find something for work wise that you enjoy doing, even if a certain part mm-hmm. of your job, like you might not someone listening to this might not like their job 
But if there's a certain aspect of your job that you like doing, incorporate that mm. more into your day because it creates what we call like a sense of flow, right? A, a state in which you're, it doesn't feel like you're working. You're just getting yeah. things done and, and you enjoy it. Um, that's yeah. me with certain aspects of my job and I love it uh, for that mm. reason. But being able to connect back to those things for me personally is something that I've tried doing over the past few months. Like uh, I mm. love playing sports. So uh, I try, I've been doing some boxing and some basketball to, to do that. Yeah. Different things that throughout the day, if we do them, they give us that kind of little burst of happiness, a little burst of dopamine so that we're not crashing all at once. Um, you know, so that's something that I've found super powerful for sure. Now, you know, how does your day compare now versus how it used to be before when you were, you know, when you were kind of burning out or in the process of burning out? How does it look like mm. now compared to then? Just so people have an idea of how they might be able to change their lives up a little bit to, to make it more mindful, to make it more uh, enjoyable in the moment. Mm. That part is, I mean, it looks, it looks very different for me just in terms of what... I would say definitely in just health wise and gratitude wise for me was the biggest shift. Um, but I definitely, I'm needed to make, you know, big changes. Mm -hmm. Those changes, you know, might not agree with everyone, but yeah, I, I can tell you now there it's definitely going to take changes with that. For me, it was, you know, looking at my relationships or my, my friendships who was in my life, who was good for me, who I was, you know, good for as well and energy uh, with that sense and really setting boundaries. That was something that changed majorly for me. The other thing for me, I mean, I did a, just with uh, watching, like we were saying, the TV and news, I got rid of my TV six years yeah. ago or just after my burnout altogether. Wow. That was the best decision, yeah, I've ever made. I love it. I wouldn't change it for the world. But of course, I mean, that was difficult. Today also, I live my life with a lot of peace and peace of mind and practices that I want, you know, I bring in that truly make me happy. And I know the little things that make me happy and, and like you're saying, you know, with sports or different, you know, boxing classes and things that I really enjoy, uh, I prioritize and I, and I make time for them. Yeah. It's the first part that you mentioned there about uh, kind of the fr evaluating friendships and relationships. Yeah. We often don't. It's so it's an uncomfortable conversation and it's an uncomfortable thing to do. Yes. And we shy away from those uncomfortable things because, you know, because of what it might mean. Mm. You might have a relationship that you've been in for a long time or friendships that you've built up over a long time or, you know, a job that you've given so much to. Mm. But if in your heart, you know, this thing called intuition, uh, right, which we all have and yeah. in your heart of hearts, you know, what's good for you and you know, it's not good for you. Yeah. yeah. And ultimately, some of those things are going to be uncomfortable things that you don't want to face, but you have to face if, if you're going to break mm. through and, you know, break them down to ultimately achieve the, the fulfillment that you're looking for, mm -hmm. the, the, the daily sense of um, positivity or just emotional yeah. bliss that you're looking for. And so I thought it was great that you mentioned that, you know, sometimes mm. in order to get the, the peace that we want, 
we need to do uncomfortable things to get there. And it's an, it's an ever changing and constantly, constantly evolving thing. Right. Yeah. 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 No, definitely. I mean, that's, it's so spot on. Like you're saying, it's, you know, going through those uncomfortable things or uncomfortable decisions that actually, you know, help us through. And I really believe, you know, put us on the path of, our true, you know, our true purpose and definitely with alignment with ourselves because that, that was such a major shift for me. And even though they were very difficult, you know, decisions to make, they have ultimately, you know, they brought me so much happiness with it and, and so much uh, clarity in my life as well. Yeah. What advice would you have right now for um, individuals who are trying to kind of discover their purpose and they're trying to discover uh, really what's next for them? They feel kind of lost. Uh, what advice would you give them? Maybe some three tips that you would give for them to kind of get on track and, and find what their calling is really? That would, but purpose is, I mean, I really feel that this can be a tricky one because I mean, of course, all of us want to find that and we want to find it now. Um, some are lucky to find it, you know, earlier than later. Some find it later in life as well. Uh, but ultimately, like we were speaking of before, it's, it's definitely in here and it's in your heart and in your passion, but to truly find it, I really believe in trying as many things that you can um, don't be afraid of trying these things and really go out to try them because you will know once you're in that situation or trying that or discovering new things, if, if you are, like you mentioned before, again, intuition, if this is the point, if this is the path, you know, that you are supposed to take, right. but definitely out trying as many things as you can possible that you really that you enjoy or that you are curious of yeah something that when you, when, yeah, oh, sorry, yeah go ahead go ahead no sorry i was just gonna say because i really feel when you are in in that moment um and you're on the right path you know i'm a very spiritual person and i am even more so now today but definitely i always feel like take those steps and take that baby step, even if it is a baby step, because, you know, the universe will meet you there and you will have a confirmation of, you know, it won't be, here's your life and here's the world, everything served you, you know, you're done, check that box, but you will know and get nudges of you are on the right path. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, this used to happen to me a lot too. Like I would, something I encourage all the time is try as many things as you can. But yeah. one thing not to get confused about is that when you're trying something, if it's hard, that doesn't necessarily mean you should give up. If you feel a pull through and it happens to me all the time, even still, yeah. like I'll be doing something and I'll enjoy it, but I'll be like, this is kind of difficult. And you know, this is kind of hard to do. Maybe I should just let it go. And maybe I should mm. just not pursue it. And the reality is that sometimes you just have to push through that barrier um, because yeah. it's still something that you care about, but you just have to push that past that barrier and learn more. There's always a learning curve to everything, right? So getting past that initial initial learning curve is the most difficult part of it. Um, and as long as we can get past that, then it's smoother sailing. 
but like you yeah. said the intuition does help as well like when i when yeah. i reach that point that i say okay this is kind of difficult i then have to ask myself do i care about this enough for me to go through this deep learning curve you know in order to, yeah. to follow yeah. through this you know yeah I mean? yeah yeah very true very true. And I love that of just asking, you know, again, asking your yourself questions, you know, checking in with that and, and checking in of where you're where you're at, because, of course, I mean, it, it's going to be it's going to be difficult days and, and everything is not, you know, smooth sailing, but it will definitely be of following your heart and finding um, something that you truly believe in, you know, both beliefs and values have such a huge factor there as well, then sitting in a job and, you know, you can't stand it or you're dreading Mondays and you, you don't want to go into that job or your boss is, you know, horrible. That is, you know, that is not a place to stay and, and waste years of your life. It's not, it's not worth it in the end. Yeah, not at all. It's not worth it. Life is short and we got to try and yeah. make the most of what we can. Um, so I completely agree with that. Now, with the professionals and the executives that come see you, you know, what are the common, uh, you know, issues that they're facing that they want your help with? And obviously, you don't have to spill everything that you do with them. But what's, what's the process that you take them through to achieve the, the fulfillment or the, uh, you know, the internal piece that they're looking for? Mm. They most, I mean, with people's stress and anxiety, yes, definitely those are the two, you know, main factors with that. Um, it can be everything from, you know, going into details of what anxiety can, um, how that can look in their lives, um, how they are doing with uh, both, you know, work relationships, their internal peace, not fulfilling struggling then you know we can look at with the stress and factors there of insomnia and cognitive and you know mood swings and um unhealthy eating it can be a few of those things it can also be um much larger things with that as well um and i definitely go back to you know, the whole fulfillment with alignment and where you're at. And if you, you know, are you in connection with yourself and taking care of yourself right now or, or not? Mm -hmm. Because stress is, is definitely something, you know, it's in our lives. And of course we have stressful situations in our lives. Um, it's not to be afraid of stress and to run away from it, but of course you do need the tools and you do need, you know, some help and support to, if it is to get through different or more difficult stages in life. Mm. So they can come to me with, they, I have a few, which is fantastic, you know, that have that self-awareness that they feel they're on the verge of burnout. Um, but I also have, you know, like I was saying with my clients that they would come through and maybe really struggle with anxiety and we want to break through and see, you know, stop the self-sabotaging and, and stop the really low self-beliefs um, and things around that. So it can look a little different, but ultimately with the clients that I've worked with in my program, you know, we go through the uh, five steps 
of into empowerment, I have, you know, named my 12 week program, which is definitely through self care um, and it's a self mastery, um, high performing habits, a powerful mind, you know, through mindfulness, unbreakable boundaries, and then finally alignment to really, you know, have this um change throughout their you know a life change right to be able to sustain those you know health and to sustain through to create uh success and have that with you throughout your life because this isn't you know it's not a quick fix and it's not you know a magic pill or like that this is definitely things that we will work on yourself and there will, you know, it won't be, it's not, you know, pink skies and, and fluffy, you know, uh, rainbows or fluffy clouds. It can be, you know, quite challenging with that, but I'm there to support them and to guide them and to work through these steps. And, you know, everything is bespoke with my program because life can happen and things can shift and, you know, something can happen to them. And, and, you know, if we're in week five or week six, you know, that everything changes, you know, to accommodate them and to, you know, guide them through um, the best, you know, possible solution of what's happening or what's changed for them right there and then. I love that you're doing that. And, um, the impact that that's having on people's lives, I'm sure is immense and, and very helpful to them to help them kind of get back to a path where they feel more passionate, fulfilled, um, happy, et cetera, et cetera. So that's amazing that you're doing that. And, uh, you know, one of the reasons why your content is just so popular on LinkedIn, because I think it really helps people do that check-in with themselves and and understand Mm -hmm. where they're at and, and put them on a path towards, uh, you know, feeling better. And so, no, that's, that's so amazing. Um, all Thank that you. advice and, and uh, kind of everything you've talked about today has been super, super helpful. And uh, definitely I'll try to do more check-ins with myself on a regular basis. At this point in time, um, you know, and moving forward, what does success mean to you? Um, success for me is being able to um, bring awareness, bring awareness out and bring education out to as many people as possible and really um, supporting this with mental health. I know how I'm such an advocate for that, you know, and, and have been for many years, but we see where we are right now and, you know, down the line, five, 10, 20 years as, as, hopefully the rest of my lifetime as well can work with this and really support people in that. That is, that is success for me. Success for me is, is also, you know, peace and happiness and really being fulfilled in, you know, my day-to-day life. I am, I am happy and I want to continue that, that, you know, that path of happiness. That's beautiful, Rebecca. I think that's amazing that you're at that point, um, especially given, you know, everything you had to go through to get here. And uh, it's even more powerful that you're helping other people to do that as well. So that's awesome. Uh, Where can people find you? Where can people connect with you? Uh, Where do they go? 
They can um, find me both on LinkedIn, you know, Rebecca O'Brien, but also with my website, Wellness by Rebecca. I'm also Wellness by Rebecca, you know, on Instagram, social media there, like we said, LinkedIn. So definitely connect with me there. Awesome. Well, uh, this has been great. It's, it's, it's been a real you. pleasure yes. to be connected with you on LinkedIn. And I'm, and I'm excited to kind of keep uh, building this relationship and, and staying connected as we move forward. So thank you so much. Was there anything else that you want to say to my audience before we uh, wrap things up here? Yeah, I mean, definitely reach out to me. Any questions or so you have, any things that you want more information of, you can definitely reach me there. I also have a five-step program that I did for anxiety support and anxiety relief that I can uh, send through to you, Tamir, but also that they can find on my website that is free. And I'd love to really, you know, be able to give that to them um, to support them and teach them in reducing anxiety and growing confidence. That would be so awesome. I'll be sure to include it in the show notes. Uh, share that with my audience. That'd be so great. Uh, thank you, Rebecca, for, for everything today. It's, uh, yes, again, it's been you. a real pleasure. Yeah, no problem. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks. Absolutely.